Hello everyone, welcome to Birdcast, the only podcast filmed inside a live apiary. Today we're joined by the host, uh, Birdman Dan, if you want to say hello. Hello everyone, how are you going? Alright, so we're doing the fourth episode of uh, Birdman Dan right now. So, once again, guys, if you want to get in contact with us to do any questions or any interviews, please email me at g-o-o-s-e-m-a-n-k-i-8 at gmail.com. That is g-o-o-s-e-m-a-n-k-i-8 at gmail.com. Please, we would love to answer any of your questions. And if you want us to, if you have any ideas of anyone, any stars or anything that you think would want to um, come and do an interview, you're more than welcome to submit that. Or if you want to come and do an interview with Birdman Dad, please get in contact with me. Anyhow, so we're going to be back and we're doing the fourth episode of Birdcast. So, Birdman Dad, how often do you clean your aviaries? So I guess uh, we'll define it as maybe cleaning the entirety of your floor, I guess, walkway section and cleaning out the cages individually. Is there any... uh, particular time frame you have, like a spring cleaning you do? Um, yeah, we, uh, I try and rake the cages every, uh, probably every two or three weeks, so I go through and I rake them clean and um, put all the excess rubbish in the wheelbarrow, obviously, and move it out. Um, probably the walkway, uh, try and keep the walkway relatively clean most of the time, so even though it's a fairly long walkway, we, I try and keep it, you know, sweep it out, keep it clean. Um, any, any excess seed husks or anything like that, you don't want anything, um, even though we'd like to think that the complex is mouse-proof, but you, you don't want to be encouraging any rodents with um, seed and things like that. So, And then on a, on a yearly basis, I like to go through and um, put in some like beach sand, some white sand, and... Uh, re-sand uh, all the aviary floors um, just to, uh, I guess, brighten it up a little bit. The birds get down and have a bit of a scratch through it all. They seem to enjoy it. So, yeah, that's what we uh, try and do. So you've got to make sure it doesn't become a uh, full-time job, though. That's the secret. Okay. All right. So um, what do you do with all the scraps and such? Because right now I can see below me there's some... Um, uh bits of branch that have been pulled off, a bit of feathers, a couple of things like that. Do you do anything particular with that? Do you maybe light it up in burning season or bury it or something or compost it maybe? Is there anything particular you do with it? No, so the uh, the, the uh, leaves and brush on the floor at the moment is fresh. Um, the old brush we take out, um, put it into a heap and then it's, it's burnt. Um, um, yeah, once the burning season's uh, allowed, we will then um, yeah set fire to it and um, burn off all the old uh, the old brush and uh, things like that. Okay, cool. Um, so what's the general maintenance look like? Obviously, you have to keep these cages looking spick and spam and keep general upkeep and such. Is there any particular, like I said, uh, before time frame you have of uh? fixing up everything and just checking through, making sure everything isn't damaged? No, no, no real time frame. We just, um, obviously I'm up here every day, so I keep an eye on everything. If something looks like a perch has fallen down, obviously you have to 
replace it. Um, certain times of the year, um, I like to go through with a Cupex to spray for the little black ants and spiders and things like that. And Cupex, which you can buy at your local hardware or your local Bunnings or something like that, um, spray all that all over your aviaries, gets rid of all the little bugs and um, doesn't seem to harm the birds at all. Um, so, yeah, it's maintenance all year long, really. You've uh, always something to do in the birdcage. Cool. Um, is there any particular material you you like to use with your branches? Um, do you use just kind of plain bunnings bought wood, or do you like to go out and cut bits of tree and use it as a perch to kind of simulate the wild? No, no, we grow a lot of the native shrubs, um, melaleuca and uh, bottle brush and um, things like that on the block. So uh, I just... Uh, drive around and, and, and get some cuttings of that and um, use all the native shrubs. Uh, obviously, the finches love to nestle in amongst the fresh native shrubs, so we uh, we use a lot of that um, from the block. Okay. Um, so in your walkway and whatnot and in your cages, if you just want to explain the walkway then go into the cages, what particularly do you use for your material in um, your flooring and that? Okay, so like I said, all the inside of the aviaries is sand and um, uh, white beach sand. Uh, it's very similar to white beach sand. In the walkways, all concrete. So they're all concreted, uh, which is, you know, makes it easier to keep clean concrete. Um, the uh, the perimeter of the of the complex is limestone blocks, which are dug into the ground. Um, some in some cases they're two or three high. Um, and well down in the ground, so we can't uh, have anyone tunnelling under to get into the complex, you know, like uh, rats and mice and things like that, or um, uh, little dogs that run around on our block sometimes, like little uh, Jack Russells. Um, and the front of the cage, we've got um, uh, colour bond sheeting up about 600 millimetres all the way around, so... Nothing can crawl up the front of the cages either. So, uh, yeah, it all seems to work for us anyway. Cool. Now, um, obviously when you're a first bird owner and maybe you live on a, a fairly big property like us, you decide to build a cage, all right? If you were going to be able to talk and tell someone how they would build a fairly small, maybe a cage that could hold a couple pairs of birds... How would you go about telling them? And what materials and shops would you recommend they go and visit? Um, well, we started off with very small cages, so it just depends on what um, on what you want to keep. So um, I've kept birds most of my life, and I always seem to be changing cages. So um, I make all my caging cages out of um, tube, either uh, 25 by 25 or patio tube, which is 38 by 75. Um, uh, length of cages depend, again, on what you want to keep, what sort of room you've got in your on your block or in your suburban household, uh, backyard. So, But finches, um, yeah, they do like to fly, so I, I, I would recommend sort of three metres wide by, you know, three metres deep or four metres deep if you can, um, and probably a fully enclosed roof. Um, and sides, and obviously the back, which is which is I think is a must. I know some of our aviaries are open on the roof um, of twelve hundred millimeters a section, but um, 
generally, I think it's better if they're, they're probably all closed in. Okay. Um, if you were going to suggest any sort of shop to go and visit to get any ideas, uh, is there any particular uh, shop you normally go to um, to get materials on that? Um, no, not really. So you can just go to your local, um, like I say, hardware shops or steel supply shops. If you're looking at designing, you can you can jump on the computer and um, have a look at cage designs and, um, you know, you get around and have a look at people's... Uh, Avery visits are very good. Um, they don't do a lot of them or very, very few of them in Western Australia, but um, you can uh, sometimes pick up ideas when you meet other people and that's I've done that over, over my journey. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just depends. Some people build them out of wood. Um, because it's very easy to work with, so it just depends on the individual. Um, obviously, you guys can probably hear in the background, we have a pond. Now, it is outside the cage, it is not inside the cage, if you were wondering. Now, does that have any positive effect on the birds and of their breeding and whatnot? Does it um, make them happier? Do you think they like kind of the sound of running water? Um, yeah, well, I don't know. I know uh, it, uh, it does sound nice, so... Um, I have been told, I don't know if there's any truth to it, but a lot of the breeders do say it's true, that the lesser red brows uh, will breed better if they can hear running water. Now, where that um, fish pond is situated, um, and, and we've got a couple uh, dolphins with water spurting out their mouth, um, is very, very close to the Avery, and I'm saying probably only 1.5 metres away, where the lesser red brows just brought five babies out, so... Whether that's got anything to do with it or not, I'm not sure. But some people do say that the the calming effect of the water does does um, does help. Now, one last question: I would particularly like to know, and I'm sure a lot of people would. Obviously, when you're um, family family categorising birds, you have some sort of system. So basically, like your rings and such use, you have colours and whatnot. Um, do you want to just go into a little bit about that? No, oh, no. Well, we just we just use a, a plastic split ring um, uh, that are numbered. Um, uh, for example, if I'm breeding blue caps, I think we've got about twenty different colours. Uh, we'll ring the babies so that they might all be in yellow. Um, but yeah, you have to have some sort of identification with them, and then we've just got a little. Um, uh, like a little diary, and we write the information down into the diary. Um, uh, not so much on who we sell the birds to, although we are looking at starting to keep a bit of a register on what happens and where birds go. But, um, yeah, we definitely ring all our birds to just to uh, make sure who's who. And, and when you're selling birds to people, you can uh, be assured you're not giving them brother and sister. Just going into that quickly, I just want to say ask a quick question. Why don't you use any electronical um, storing of data, so like a spreadsheet or something? Why do you use paper-based? Is there something that you particularly like about it? Because I know that with, if you electronically stored it, it would be easier to access and easier to probably get the information you need. Yeah, that's a great idea. So obviously you're putting your hand up for that um, because when you're in your 50s, um, Electronic devices don't appeal to me, so uh, that is why it is written in a diary. So, yeah, that's a great idea. Looks like you'll be setting that up for me next. 
Cool. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening to um, Birdcast, the only podcast filmed in a live Avery. Once again, guys, if you need to get in contact with us about answering questions or anything, please hit me up on my email, G-O-O-S-E-M-A-N-K-I-8. That is at gmail.com. That is G-O-O-S-E-M-A-N-K-I-8 at gmail.com. I would love to hear what you want to know about the show, if there's any questions you have for Birdman Dad, if you want to do a Q&A or something. I'm sure we could set that up easy. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening.